Hello, and welcome to the Politically Incorrect Podcast. I'm your host, Roger! Roger, Roger! My name's Roger. I'm the host of the Politically Incorrect Podcast, as you may have noted from 15 seconds ago. Today, we are talking about Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, transgender athletes, and of course, the now infamous, famous Jussie Smollett, who... um, decided to fake his own hate crime using black people, which was an interesting choice. Well, allegedly, allegedly. Let's find out. So first up, we now have Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts. So in America, this is, um, Boy Scouts now accept girls, which happened, I believe, earlier in February. Now this isn't too bad, but it's confusing nonetheless. Because I'm sure there has to be a reason why girls want to be Boy Scouts. Because, of course, there are Girl Scouts already. Um, And I've had this conversation with a couple of people about why this could be the case. As opposed to just ideologically. But why impose this on the Boy Scouts? Why not take whatever is missing from the Girl Scouts? If there is anything, in fact, missing and apply it instead of, for lack of a better word, encroaching on the Boy Scouts. There is, there is some good in boys just being around other boys. Um, and I know as much as the media and um, influential, especially left-wing people, want to tell us that that will breed toxicity, it doesn't. I mean, the boys, what are they doing in Boy Scouts? They're camping, they're hanging out there, telling stories to one another. Some things that they can only do when they're uh, around other boys. When a girl is present, it um, it changes the environment, and not necessarily for the better, not for the worse, but you know what I mean. So, like, when, when boys are with mates, sometimes we say some pretty bad stuff in retrospect. But the reality is it's all in jest, and it is completely harmless. Uh, joking about things with one another, it strengthens, it can strengthen our relationships. And to be frank, there are some things that men, like I said, just can't can't say around women and vice versa. You know, if you go hang around girls, they're going to be talking about things that they wouldn't necessarily talk about in front of a boy. And that's just our nature. So there is a need for boys to be around only boys and girls to be around only girls. It is not something that needs encroaching on. I remember an incident where a barber, a hairdresser, male barber, uh, was almost sued because he refused to cut a girl's hair. This was only a couple of years ago, I think, by the mother. He argued that, of course, he was a barber and he was not trained to cut the girl's hair, so it wasn't a sexist thing. And as there were plenty of hairdressers along that um, strip of shops where he was, it was obvious that she, the mother wanted to be victimized and was using her daughter as a weapon in this case. And this is the culture that we are breeding. We are breeding people to not be resilient and to just simply take offense with everything and everything and look for offense. And the Boy Scouts, this issue is a subtle example um, of it. Because in my opinion, it's something that should be just left alone. There is no need for this. But people's lives are so stale um, and uneventful we're constantly looking to be offended. These people, 
they're choosing to try and find things to be offended and to be virtuous about and to make a difference. And it's wrong. I mean, this example, like I said at the start, it's not the worst possible thing. Like, I can kind of see it if there is something in the Boy Scouts that is better than the Girl Scouts. But like I said, why don't they just implement that in the Girl Scouts? Oh, whatever. We'll see what happens. Next one's a little more serious. And yeah, this one pisses me off a little bit. I'm going to try and get her name right. Martina Navratilova. Perfect. She is a nine-time Wimbledon champion, lesbian, um, and gay rights activist. And, well, she said rules in some sports that allow transgender women to compete in women's tournaments were, quote, insane. And that she would not want to play against a trans athlete. Now, this is obvious. It's, it's a biological fact um, in the sense that transgender so that is males who have or are transitioning to female so that's transgender female i believe um, are going to be going to have major advantages over biological women but because she said this she said it was insane she was absolutely lampooned and still is today her comments infuriated transgender rights groups um, writing in Britain's Sunday Times, Navratilova said trans athletes competing in women's women's tournaments was cheating. Now, I do not understand, and I don't understand how any logical person can see this as extraordinary, because it basically is cheating in a lot of ways. If someone is transitioning to female, first of all, it works both ways because if it's a male, because we have this happening at the same time as well. If a male is transitioning to, sorry, if a female is transitioning to male and competing in male sports, she is taking testosterone to, um, what's the male hormone. Now, if a guy takes testosterone, that's immediately cheating. It's basically, not basically, he's using steroids. And the other way around, like in this case, when males are transitioning to females, they have different bone structure, different body structure. Their testosterone levels have been super high compared to females for however long they've been alive. So if someone's, if a guy takes steroids for 30 years and then stops for a year, is he then allowed to compete in weightlifting, for example? And the answer is no, because he would technically be a lifelong cheater. They're not cheating in the sense, well, they, sh they should be competing in their biological um, uh, gender sex sport but they're not a major example of this in Australia is Hannah Mouncey she's a transgender uh, athlete and believes Nav Radulova cannot speak with any authority on transgender issues she said he she she hmm. to say people are cheating and doing all that show to say people are cheating and doing all that shows Oh, gosh, it can't make sense. That she has absolutely no idea what hormone treatment and testosterone deprivation actually does on the body, she said. Yeah, I think she's got some idea. I think that's total bullshit. That, for me, highlights that she doesn't know what she's talking about. And as a result, there's no reason to listen to her. Oh, it's a classic, classic 
thing to do. There's no reason to listen to her. No, the nine-time Wimbledon champion, who's also a, a lesbian, who, she's got no say in any of these issues. If anyone's going to have a say in it, it's her. She knows the sport. She knows um, sexuality in that sense, so she can relate to um, transgender people to some degree, I believe, better than me. Um, but no, there's no reason to listen to her. It's a standard response. You don't know what you're talking about. No one can listen to you. Let's shut you down. It's common sense that there is a difference, and anyone can have a comment on it, like I am, like everyone should. If there is no difference, explain this. Okay, Hannah, the Newcastle, uh, this is in um, eastern coast of Australia, Newcastle and under-15 soccer team beat the national women's Matilda's uh, Australian soccer team 7-0, and they probably were taking it easy on them because it was so embarrassing. This, uh, there's no difference. They just the under 15s are just so much more skillful naturally than uh, the women's natural the women's national team. The 1500 meter world record record. Men are around 20 seconds faster. The women's 100 meter um, sprint time. Boys in my high school were running faster when they're in high school, than the world record for women. This is not a jab at women. We are biologically different. Women have strengths that men don't have and vice versa. And one of the strengths that men have that women don't have is physical ability in terms of performance and in terms of sport. We're built stronger, we're built bigger, faster, all that kind of stuff. If there is no difference, then why don't we get rid of male and female sports and just have sports open to everybody? What... What will happen is 99.99% of all female athletes will be out of a job. Now, is that gender equality? I don't think so. I tried to understand the argument against it, which is bone structure and muscle mass. But taking testosterone for 30 years and then stopping for a year, like I said before, is is technically cheating. It's so annoying because it's just so basic this is basic stuff this is biology transgender people uh transgender women so men that are transitioning to a woman shouldn't be competing in women's only sports that's the case then just have open sports for everybody and see what happens god damn it jesse jesse smollett not jesse jesse fucking obnoxious so we're all aware of this case of course uh he has now been arrested this was a couple weeks ago i think he was arrested and the media is all but silent the commentators who were talking about it however it it appears that some of them feel disappointed that it wasn't a real hate crime uh they talk as if it was if they they talk as if they want the hate crime to have happened They would rather the crime take place than someone on their side of the political fence having made up the situation, having made up the situation, which is interesting. It's an interesting uh, point of view in terms of their psyche and psychology, and it kind of reflects the general psyche of the super left-wing progressive um, side of politics. I think I was watching an interview interview yesterday with, man, not Queen Latifah. Mm, I can't remember her name. She's a African-American rapper. Very good. And she said, um, she basically said that there's no proof that he, he, uh, 
did, in fact, create the hoax, which, I mean, he's been arrested and charged. Uh, doesn't get much more than that. No one was charged on the other side, but we'll see when he's convicted. So, uh, fair enough, fair enough. So, then, allegedly, Jesse Smollett uh, staged the attack on himself to further further his career by hiring two... <laughs> he hired two Nigerians to perform the hate crime. Dude, hire a white guy, or a couple of white guys at least. I mean, <laughs> this is hate crime hoaxing 101. If you're going to have a hate crime against you and you're black and the the uh, perpetrator is going to be white and at least hire white people in case, you know, a couple of video cameras catch it or whatever. But now he hired a couple of Nigerians. Interesting choice. Not the sharpest tool in the t- in the in the oh, fuck that up, didn't I? In the shed. Now, this was clear from the start. It was super fishy. People were saying that um, they understand. Sorry, let's go back back a few seconds. I'm all over the shop. The facts at the when I first saw this, the facts were that he um, he said he was walking around at 3 a.m. in Chicago, Chicago, to get a subway, which is strange, but okay, I can understand sort sort of. A couple of white guys, he said. Uh, spotted him or were waiting for him, which is even stranger, and in a nutshell, came up to him, assaulted him, uh, like beat him up. Um, they, By the way, they're wearing balaclavas and uh, ski masks and um, MAGA hats. So they went to the effort, effort to wear a red cap on top of a ski mask, uh, while walking around at 3 o'clock in the morning in freezing Chicago. And they happened to have bleach on them and a noose. I mean, I, I always carry my noose around when I head around the streets at 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, that's just, that's completely normal. But let's just say um, that this was premeditated. So they knew somehow he was going to be in that subway at 3 o'clock in the morning in Chicago. So they said, well, we're going to do this hate crime. We're going to get uh, a noose and bleach and all this kind of stuff. Let's make sure we change the size of our one-size-fits-all MAGA caps to put it on top of our um, now bulbous heads with the ski masks on top. They did all this. The real, real strange thing is that's not strange enough, is he went back home. He didn't, because they uh, put the noose around his neck after they beat him up and threw bleach on him. He went back home, still holding his Subway sandwich when the police turned up, told the police to turn off their body cams, by the way, for whatever reason, had the noose around his neck still, decided not to take it off, and was holding on to his pristine Subway sandwich. Now, that's the strangest point of all of this. 45, whatever minutes later it was, don't quote me because I don't really know, but taking into account the time he walked home and the time he called the police and all that and the time they turned up, he's still holding on. To his meatball sub. That's bullshit. No one's holding on to that sub. You're eating that goddamn sub. When I get assaulted, the first thing I do is I finish off that sub. That delicious, juicy, melted cheese, fresh, well, sort of fresh beef. He didn't eat the thing. I don't know. That's freaking weird. People are saying that they understand why he did what he did, assuming that he, uh, 
committed the hoax, which is, again, bullshit. Don Lemon, he, this is an interesting one. He said um, it wasn't his, wasn't his fault to an extent. It wasn't his fault. <sighs> just, that's just... It, we're getting to the real tipping point of this. This whole thing where... Now, if someone is so blatantly caught out, they're not even being completely condemned. We're understanding their point of view and saying, it's okay, like, I, the reason why he did this is still because of Trump, because of the, because Jesse is so virtuous. He's trying to um, show how dangerous it is in the world. He's doing a good thing. That's kind of where we're headed with this bullshit. So now this is basically, and the media has been pushed to the side. And um, they did the same thing with the MAGA hat boy. They go, and, they go full pelt every, across every station. I saw some clips of um, um, the initial reporting of this, uh, this the Jesse Smollett incident. And my God, it was cringeworthy. It's like some of the news readers couldn't even finish sentences. They were so upset. Like, this is Trump's America. And this is what we've come to in America in 2019 and all this bullshit. And then they go completely quiet when it was found that he was, um, well, when the MAGA hat kid was innocent and when Jesse seems to be allegedly guilty of a, of a hoax. We are in a time now where we are, we are rewarding victimhood. Who can be the most oppressed? Who can be the biggest victim? He, it's like, with this case, he can be more important if he was a victim of a hate crime. Even, he wasn't important enough. This guy was a star of a hit show, and it's just not enough. I can be greater and secure the rest of my future, uh, financially and career-wise, if I'm the victim of a hate crime. Then when an actual hate crime takes place, like that kid at Berkeley got punched in the face for basically being a conservative, which happened a few weeks ago, all we hear are crickets. That's the podcast, everybody. Ooh, shit, sorry. There's a few uh, tinnitus things going on now for some of you people. But for, before I go, this is, um, this is something I wanted to say on masculinity, well, toxic masculinity and stoicism that I noticed recently. So, a little bit about myself. I am um, I'm an actor to a to a degree. Um, so I've worked on a few things and you know, trying to get roles. And basically, what has happened recently was I I lost one of my agents. I've got a few agents, um, a couple of agents around the world, and one of them dropped me basically, and it was pretty upsetting because well, for many reasons. But it wasn't it wasn't a good thing. And I didn't feel good about it for the day. And I was pretty upset. Um, and then I had a call with my mother. And basically my mother is, she is, um, well, I'm not going to tell you the circumstance. It was nothing major, but she was quite upset about a, a certain minor, relatively minor situation. But for her, it was extremely major. Um, and she was very upset on the phone and she got worked up and started crying about this this issue and immediately um 
while I was on the phone, and especially when I got off the phone and had a few moments to think about it, immediately I said to myself, sort of subconsciously, you know, it was like a natural thing, it wasn't contrived. I said, well, who cares about my issue with my agent and why am I feeling upset over this stupid thing? Man up, so to speak. Uh, that's not what I thought in my head, but, you know, reflecting on it. Man up and be there for my mother be stronger. I said to myself, sorry, I'm just remembering this as I'm rambling. Um, while I was on the phone, when I initially picked up the phone, I was going to tell her that I was upset because I lost my agent because of this and because of that. And then halfway through the conversation, when she started to get upset, I started thinking, oh, I'm not going to tell her and, and add more of my more negative feelings and my issues onto her for no reason, because that's not going to benefit her at all. And it's just me, um, sort of pleasing myself, making trying to make myself feel better by offloading some of my issues. So I immediately said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take it in, be stoic to a degree, and keep those emotions inside because I don't, because I am the man, I guess. I guess it is. I'm trying to f figure it out, but because it was a natural phenomenon. It wasn't contrived, like I said. Um, and then as I reflected on it, you know, if, later and a few days later I thought about how good that was in the sense that I sacrificed to a degree my own feelings to benefit my mother and to benefit others and that is a big thing because nowadays we're talking about toxic masculinity and how men should all always show their emotions be more feminine be more like women in that sense and um, not bottle things up and not be stoic. I think it was the American, like, I don't know what it was, the health group that declared toxic masculinity a thing, or masculinity in general to be toxic. Um, and one of the points that they had mentioned was stoicism, being stoic as a classic male trait. And this example really showed me that there is a place for stoicism and that most of the time, it can't be toxic. This wasn't toxic. This was good. I felt good. I f I, afterwards, I realized what a stupid problem that was. There are bigger problems. Even her problem wasn't that big, but the whole situation made me think that there's always going to be a bigger problem. And I don't have to be get myself worked up and be a victim and be upset all the time. Sure, there's a time and place for certain things and to show your emotions and all that, but this wasn't the time. And we're trying to breed a culture of men who are constantly upset and expressing their feelings. But this shows that there are at times, times and situations where men, it is good to be masculine. It is good to be stoic. It is good to hold things in and not not regurgitate all, all your issues onto other people, to deal with it yourself, to man up and to push through. And that's, a, that's an important thing that I don't want to lose in manhood. That's the podcast. Hopefully I'll speak to you guys next week.